Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Badano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hey guys, welcome back to Sarcastic Remarks. Along with Christian, my name is Ryan. We are the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. Thank you to DraftKings Sportsbook for being our sponsor of this episode of our podcast and all of THPN. Go and use that promo code THPN next time you are there using their app. Uh, the Stars lose by a final score of 5-4 to four in overtime tonight, Chris. Uh, what are your initial thoughts about tonight? Well, the Stars sure know how to make it exciting, don't they? I mean, that's that's two games in a row with amazing comebacks. Both of the goals tonight in 6-on-5, both by Jason Robertson. Crazy. By the way, he's your leading scorer in the NHL and in solo second for points in the NHL behind only Connor McDavid. Wow. And get this, Chris. He, he's done it three times in a week. If you go all the way back to the Colorado game on Saturday, he was also the reason why it went to overtime as well. So go figure. Yep. Um, there's a lot of things I want to talk about tonight, but uh, can we just go ahead and, and do the first thing as what happened in tonight's game? Because I really want to get this off my chest because it really bothered me tonight. Uh, it. Go what, for it. What, Give it to us. You, you go first, straight off the bat. Okay, because... I'm I'm very upset. I'm honestly very upset at the play of a couple of, of people. And the two people I'm going to call them out right now is Suter and Hawkenpaw. Absolutely 100% blew the game for us tonight. Okay? It, yeah, Otter did not play well either. He has not been playing well for about a week or a week and a half now. But 
it it doesn't help when you've got two guys who are consistently turning over the puck, who can't play defense, who are finding any kind of way to turn the puck over. They're not paying attention defensively. The first goal was 100% Hawk and Paw's fault. Then you got Suter, who doesn't play to the whistle, and he thinks, oh, well, that was a penalty or it was icing or whatever. He didn't play to the whistle. Goal goes in the back of the net. And then the third goal was also on Suter as well. So you can't tell me that either one of those guys had a really good game. And here's the crazy thing about this. Out of the three people in this podcast who are regularly on, I'm the one that defends the Suter the most. And unfortunately tonight, he made me look like an absolute idiot because of the amount of times that he turned the puck over and the amount of times that he played poor defensively. And what was even more sad about it is you could hear some of the comments that Razor was making. And I knew he and I were thinking the exact same thing. And here's what we were thinking. Our defense absolutely sucked tonight from top to bottom. There was one exception. Miro Haskinen was the only exception. The only exception. Lundqvist continually turned the puck over. Not as much as Hawking Paws, but he sucked it up. Miller had an opportunity where he, I don't know why he fell, but he fell and it allowed Winnipeg to have a a chance against. And then the other two I already talked about, um, who who have I forgotten? Not everybody. Lindell. Lindell was okay. (laughs) Lindell Lindell was okay tonight. He was actually pretty good. But the, the deal is, is you cannot be a top five team in the NHL like this with the current decor that we have, it, it 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 doesn't it does not work, and you could tell that DeBoer was absolutely hacked off with how this game went. When you look at the fact that Miro played basically the whole last five minutes of the game, because mm-hmm. DeBoer was, I'm pretty sure DeBoer was like, "Well, this There's freaking no sucks." Trust. I'm yeah. sorry, Miro, but you have to play the entirety of the last five minutes because I can't trust anybody else to do their job. No, nobody else at zero. Nobody else could do their job tonight defensively, and it was extremely frustrating to watch. And then the thing that uh, DeBoer even did is he put Suter and Hockenbaugh together because they were sucking it up so much. So he was just like, "Well, maybe one D pair can just be bad instead of two D pairs." So he threw uh, Miller and Lundqvist or Miller and Essa together or whatever to to try and minimize the damage that the other two were doing. They literally had one. Like one thing, like 10 seconds when Suter and Hawkenpaw were both out there together. Suter turns the puck over, the forwards get the puck back, pass it back, and then Hawkenpaw proceeds to turn the puck over again, like immediately afterwards when we're trying to get the game winning goal, when we're trying to get some sort of offensive going. And I'm sorry I'm going on an epic rant here, but we lost the game tonight because of our defense. It wasn't our offense. Our offense was pretty good tonight. And on top of that, defensively, our, our offensive players were good tonight. But our D core completely 100% sucked it up and let us down. 100%. Yep. From the D, from the defenseman to the goaltender tonight. And I'll call out uh, Otter on this tonight, too. He did not have a good game either. Okay, rant done. Sorry. I needed to get that off my chest before we continued on. <laughs> Yeah, and the numbers prove you right. I mean, Suter normally plays over 20 minutes a game consistently. Tonight, he finishes with 15.58. Uh, Haskinen normally plays 23, 22 minutes a night. Finishes tonight with 27.12. And like you said, he was on the ice for the entire last five minutes of the game because he's the only person who could get into the zone and the only person we could trust. Um, as far as Suter and Hockenpah, at least Hockenpah brought something. He was killing penalties, and he was getting hits. 
So he was at least doing that. All Suter's supposed to do is be able to get the puck out of his own zone and make good, smart defensive plays. And he couldn't even do that. So Hagenpa still brought something. Suter did absolutely nothing. And, I mean, I feel like Stars fans and Stars media have tried to galvanize around him. And the attitude was starting to shift. But a game this terrible by an individual, that's not going to... That's not going to be good for your reputation. No, it's it's not. And uh, for for all the people that called me out for defending Suter over the past couple of months, especially during the offseason, now they look like geniuses. And you know what? Maybe they are. I I, I mean, if if he's going to have a game like this, and this is not the first time he's had a game like this, and specifically talking about Suter. Hawkenpaw didn't play as well, but he's been better. Uh, you know what? Maybe I need to pause on that before I say anything. I don't know. I'll have to go back and double check on that. But especially Suter, he just, oh my goodness. I, I, yeah. I, I was screaming at the top of my lungs in that one instance in the third period where they're together and they each turn the puck over. And I'm like, what are you doing? What and, are you doing? The bigger problem is that this isn't a high potency offense. Like this is not a great offensive team. And we've seen our decor defend a good offensive team. We played Colorado and held them fantastically, like very well. And everyone played great on the defensive side. So I don't exactly know what it is. They just decided to take a night off. I mean, Suter at least has the excuse of age. I mean, I don't know what Hockenpah's excuse is. I don't know what Lundqvist's excuse is. He was playing great at the beginning of the season. The past, I'd say, two weeks, he hasn't been good. I mean, he totally lost the offensive side of his game. We haven't seen any of that. And the defensive side has taken a massive drop off. And he's been consistently the guy with the least amount of minutes recently. So uh, right now it's looking like we're going to find a trade for somebody or Handler's going to start playing a lot more because what what we've seen is incompetency. I mean, everyone except Haskinen and Lindell tonight were were not good enough on the defensive side. Allowing five goals to a team like the Jets is, is not... It, it can't can't be allowed to happen. It's not acceptable at all. Absolutely 100% not acceptable. And I'm just extremely frustrated. I'm, thank you for letting me do, do that right off the bat. I know normally we don't start with the what's what happened part of our yeah. show, but I, 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 I was extremely frustrated. And I, I'll, I'll give the bright side here because overall it was extremely frustrating on the defensive side, but we see a, a great part of this team that we didn't see early on. And that's our ability to come back in hockey games and use our high potent offense to fight our way back in. And we totally did that tonight. I mean, we were getting absolutely goalied by Connor Hellebuck. He was having a fantastic night. That paddle save on Tyler Sagan is Great the turning save. point of the game. That's the turning point. If Sagan scores that, game's totally different. I think the Stars go on to win by two goals. And that save is just fantastic. He was amazing all night. And the only reason we win is because the Jets hit Ben into the goalie and knock him out. And so we, we're shooting on a goal with no goalie. That's the only reason we tie it. So he was fantastic tonight, and the Stars still found a way to tie it. Main, Jason Robertson found a way to tie it. The kid's fantastic. He's he's the greatest thing in the league right now. So th- that's a good thing. Our point streak continues to seven games. That's fantastic. Lots of wins in there too. So the Stars are doing really good things as of recently, even with these issues that we're talking about. The defensive core, I'd say, was bad the last two games. They were not good in Chicago. Ottinger was not great tonight or in Chicago. He really didn't give us a big save in a key moment. I mean, I was thinking overtime was a great time to do that and still couldn't get that one. But yeah, 
we're expecting to be better and we still got a point against a very good hockey team. So that's the bright side that we need to look at and that we need to use going forward into Colorado. So let's get into my notes here tonight, Chris, because I've I got quite a few because I, I was just writing furiously through this game. Um, before the game even starts, I write reverse retro jerseys look fantastic. They look great. I mean, what, what's your what's your opinion of the reverse retro jersey now that you you've seen it on the ice? I think they're great. I'm very happy that they didn't bring back the gold. Actually, I like it with the silver because it still tells you this is new but it gives us the old logos and the old feel. I like that. So I'm a big fan of the reverse retros. Uh, Cole Perfetti right off the bat scores on a breakaway. Hawk and Paw not paying attention, complete lapse of judgment in his ability to play defensively. And Winnipeg is up immediately one to nothing. Oof. Right after that, Johnston decides he's going to get a goal as well. He gets the rebound and Ben gets the assist. So the Benessance, as they've started calling it has returned and it still continues. Yeah, and that that whole that whole line was fantastic all game. I love having Delandria back on that line, and I think Gurionov played really good on the second line too. So very happy with what's happened recently with the the whole forward situation. Uh, Pavelski had a chance. There was a good D play by Lindell off of a Winnipeg rush chance that I, I that I thought he did a really good job in breaking up. And then again, five minutes in, I wrote Hawk and Paw is noticeably bad, and that would continue for the rest of the night. Right after that, I wrote Harkin scores after Suter can't make the play that's needed. And it yeah. th that's two goals that should have been easily not happened. And they did because of a lapse of judgment between Hawkinpaw and Suter. And there's just a weak play by Suter. I mean, he's trying to draw a call in his own defensive zone instead of just playing the body and knocking the guy out of the play. What is he what is he doing? He's being lazy, is what it is. Off of a crazy angle, Robertson hits a post, and then right after that, Delandria draws a penalty. It's actually former Dallas star Brendan Dillon who goes to the box for tripping, and then Ben scores. He scores a power play goal. It was absolutely beautiful shot. Uh, Robo and Miro with the assist there, and they're second in the NHL. With that, Robertson now has the longest point streak in Dallas Stars history. Dallas Stars franchise history, including the North Stars. So, oh well, yeah, I was including that. Sorry, the whole franchise. I should have said yeah. a franchise history. That's fantastic. It's a classic Jamie Ben goal. Love seeing Jamie Ben go where that was his spot in the Art Ross here. He just went to the ice and scored every time he got the puck in front of the grease. So I love seeing that and the tenacity to go after the rebound on it too. That's fantastic. Power play keeps cooking. Uh, about three minutes go by and Cole Perfetti gets two more chances. One of those is a breakaway and it's Hawk and Paw again who gifts the breakaway to Cole Perfetti. Um, the third line was one of the best lines tonight up to that point in the first period. And then there was a lot of good work down in the ozone by the Dallas stars, but there wasn't any shots going on. There were no shots going on and hence had a chance. There was a two on one for Winnipeg immediately after that. It was a second Dallas stars power play. It was slashing on, and I didn't get who the slash was on, but, uh, it was Delandria again, who draws the call and, during that power play, Robertson would hit the post. Pavelski would have a chance. Ben would have a chance. And I wrote down, it. there was a lot of good power play chances, and I got some momentum off of it, but Winnipeg was able to kill it. So after that first period, what were some of your thoughts after hearing some of those notes, Chris? I mean, I thought it was a wide-open period uh, was the first thing. I mean, the defense was definitely suspect by the Stars. Both of the 
Jets goals just look like bad defending, not even good plays. Um, good response by the stars on both the goals though. I mean, the Wyatt Johnson goal, especially is fantastic response there. And then the power play doing so well. I mean, one for four against a really good penalty kill unit is that's a good night in my book. So uh, overall, not great by the defensive side, but good for the team, I think. I do need to give Lundqvist credit, though, on that two-on-one for Winnipeg. He did get a stick on it. He did break it up enough to where it was not dangerous. So it was a good play by Lundqvist there. Uh, however, going into the first intermission, it's 2-2. Two to two. So right off the bat, uh, about 30 seconds into the second period, as we move on here, Suter goes to the box for tripping, and Dallas goes on the penalty kill for the first time. Otter makes a save on Kyle Connor. It was a great save there. Delandria would have some pressure to force the puck out of the penalty kill. And then I wrote, Delandria is having one of the best games of the season. And he's been consistently good in every single category, except for maybe like points wise. Like he, he does everything right. I mean, that feels like another guy that's like, oh, with, when the dam breaks, it's going to, it's going to flood. That's what it feels like. So, but he, even without scoring points, he's been fantastic getting assists, setting people up, drawing so many. He's probably the most, he's probably the person on our team that draws the most penalties. So I love what Delandria is doing. I like him better on the third line. I hope Guriana plays good enough for us to be able to keep him there. Hey, hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into even bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. For a second, it looks like Robertson scores, but and in fact, when they do the coach's challenge, it did go out of play. I thought that was pretty obvious. Quite that, obviously. That is one of the times that the coach's challenge works out well. They like There's a lot of conversation about the coach's challenge, which we won't get into tonight because it would take too long. Maybe we'll have that discussion on Wednesday. But... This is a this is one of those instances where the challenge does work out and it should work out. So yep. speaking of Delandria, right after that challenge, he actually gets a breakaway chance and it was a pretty decent shot. Uh, he just did not finish like he wanted to. Yeah, feeling kind of like a Jan Mark situation with Delandria's chances so far. So really hope he starts figuring it out there. So Lowry scores after a deflection there and he beats Ryan Suter of all people. That's long story short. Yeah. I mean that one was kind of kind of unlucky too though. It was just a lucky rebound going right to him. So I mean Suter can tie him up better, that's true. Um Miller would fall, and that's what I was talking about earlier. That would lead to it another Cole Perfetti chance. Otter would turn the puck over and he gives Winnipeg a chance. And then right after that, Dallas takes a really bad penalty, Glenn Denning with tripping, and it was just yeah. in the ozone. It was real obvious. It was real easy to call. It was a 100% penalty. And again, the Stars continue to take penalties when they don't need to. I think that's the second of the exact same penalty that he's drawn in the last two games. Didn't he do the exact same thing against Chicago? 
I, I don't remember to be honest with you, but I think he had something I'm, I'm similar. Sure it was the exact same thing. Well, throughout the rest of the second period, Dallas was having problems getting out of their own zone. Uh, yeah. Connor would have a chance. Ben would have a really backhand, a really good backhand shot on Hellebuck to end the second period. But overall, it's the Dallas defense cannot handle the aggression and the forecheck from the Winnipeg forwards, and that was the difference in the game so far. So what did you think overall of the second period? Yeah, that's definitely true. The, the forecheck of the Jets kept us in our own zone because our D couldn't pass it. Um, and then in the third period, that changes just because the Jets stopped forechecking because that's what Bones does. So that's kind of what changed the game is Bones just let us back in, which is what he always did. So I kind of felt like it was poetic what happened at the end of this game. So starting the third period here, there was a really bad breakout pass decision by Miller. So it continues with bad defensive uh, plays by our defenseman. Robo would have a wraparound chance. Uh, I wrote Lindell is out there with Lundquist at the third period. So, you know, nothing really going on with uh, the other two. The other two get put together. There is a two-on-one for Winnipeg. Shifley hits the post. There's a three-on-one for Dallas. Ben shot gets blocked there. And then Dallas goes on the power play. And they can't really get set up in the first 45 seconds. And then Gary Onoff hits the post. So Gary Onoff, he's, he's started to look a little better lately. So was, I good. He was fantastic on the power play. I mean, he entered the zone for for them every single time on that second unit. He just danced right in, like no problem. And that's that's what you that's what I was talking about when I was talking about Guryanov. I want to see him take the puck and do it himself because that's when he's at his best. Is when he's just taking control. So don't worry about what's going on around you. Just use your skill and beat people. So I I love seeing him do that on the power plays. Hillebuck would have a really amazing stick save on that same sequence after Garyanov hits the post. It was just absolute chaos in front of Hellebuck. Uh, it looked like Sagan was going to put it away, and somehow it did not go in the back of the net. It was a great save by Hellebuck there. And then Kyle O'Connor scores off the rush. It was a brilliant pass. It was a brilliant play. Brilliant it, it was just it was just the Dallas Stars added defensive coverage again, and he makes it 4-2, to two, and I really thought at that point... Well, that it was going to be a dagger. Yeah, and it was really against the flow of play. The Stars were totally downhill against them. I think this was their first shot of the period. And it, it was just a great pass, great shot. I think he got it out of midair or one hop off the ice. It was fantastic. Um, you'd like to have a big save there to keep you in the game. Um, but yeah, it was just a, just a great play. Kind of a fluke to score on your only chance of the period. But they did it. Give credit to them. But after that goal, they really put the pressure on the Stars for probably the next three or four minutes, I think. Really had us tied in our own zone. So with six minutes remaining, that's where I kind of mentioned in my rant at the beginning of this episode that Suter and Hakapa each had a turnover in less than 10 seconds. Bones was forcing Dallas to play Winnipeg hockey. That's what he was, what I felt he was doing tonight is that Winnipeg was forcing their style of hockey on Dallas and Dallas was being forced to play that style. And that's not, they can't play that style successfully. At least this year, they've not been able to do that. So yeah. that's just something I wrote down real quick. And that I noticed I, Dallas. I kind of disagree with real quick. I kind of disagree with that. Cause the third period okay. he did, he did what bones does and he tried to play lockdown defense and the stars put up 19 shots. So he, he tried to play jets hockey bones. Hockey is what it really is. And it did not work. It almost worked only because he has one of the best goaltenders in the league. So 
Bones still gave a, gave us a point by playing the way he did. And that's the reason we were able to get the Robertson goals was because we had so much momentum going into that six on five. Random stat for you tonight. Winnipeg leads the NHL with like wins after regulation with six now. So that's more than any team in the NHL right now. And every win the stars have had has been regulation. So that's kind of frustrating too, because now again, it's like complete flip flop of what we've been going through the past couple of seasons where we won all the overtime and shootout games and then lost all the, all the regulation wins or whatever. So, um, Anyways, uh, Dallas would go on the power play. It would lead. The reason why they would get that is because of Mason Marchman. He gets checked pretty hard in front of yeah, the net. a terrible penalty. I mean, he got folded. Mm -hmm. During that power play, Hintz and Pionk would both get sent to the box two minutes each. And then Johnson would have a shot, and then Robo does Robo things. He scores. Uh, there was no tip in front, and... You got to give credit to Ben on that, honestly. And yeah, it was a great, great shot by Robo, but Ben was the one who made that goal happen. He took away Hellebuck's eyes, and it's four to three. And then there's a little bit of hope in me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean that was exciting. After that, I thought there's no way they can do it two games in a row, right? Right. And they did. <laughs> Before Robertson even scores again, he makes a save. He does make a save. <laughs> He's literally doing everything. He's playing defense, he's scoring goals, and now he's being a goaltender as well. So um, talk about that play at the end there with, that makes it 4-4, four to four, Chris, because I honestly thought that the call was correct. Because, yeah, I mean, go ahead, obviously go ahead. very homer for us to say that the call was correct, but I do agree. I mean, Ben gets checked into the goalie, and that's the only reason that Hellebuck gets knocked out of the play is because Ben was pushed into him. So if you want to argue that he that the place is called dead because his helmet comes off, you can do that, but the ref didn't see it, and the play was still continuing. Just because his helmet pops off, you don't blow it immediately. So like if a shot hits his helmet and it comes off and the puck's going away, that's when you would blow it. But there is still a scoring chance in progress. You don't immediately blow it dead. Stars fans will remember that whenever Ben Bishop took a shot, uh, I think, to the neck. And he got knocked down in the crease, lying down flat in the playoffs, and they just score while he's laying down in the crease. So we know far too well that just because the goalie's on the ice doesn't mean the play stops. And that was definitely the right call, in my opinion, because they absolutely checked Ben into the goalie. But in, an, in another weird way, Ben leads to Jason Robertson's second goal of the night. With just good, I mean, it is still good net front presence to be such a hassle that they decide to check you into their own goalie so must be very dangerous in front of there <laughs> still probably not a play i would go for if i was winnipeg so robertson gets two goals in the final two and a half minutes to lead the stars to overtime and then in overtime otter can't make a save and it, it was a bad goal to give up in it my was a opinion. breakaway but it, it was a five-hole goal. Anytime there's a five-hole goal, that's that's not a, a good goal to give up, in my opinion. And it's or see who ends it. So we need Ottinger to make one of these big saves. I mean, nine goals in two games is not good for Otter. It doesn't matter how they happen. Doesn't matter how bad our defense is. He's supposed to make some big saves for us and save us whenever our defense is bad. And he absolutely did not do that the past two nights. So that that's that's what I'll say. 
I don't think he's the reason we lost, but he's not helping us win either. Nope, he is definitely not. So before we get into our final segment of the evening, which is the biggest winner and biggest loser, if you would like to have your thoughts known in tonight's game, we'd love to hear it. You can call the number that is on the screen down there at the bottom. It's 214-586-0102. That's 214-586-0102. If you want to call in and let us know your thoughts. If there's any calls, we'll take them. If there's not, we'll call them and end it tonight. So. Uh, for tonight, uh, Christian, do you have a biggest winner and a biggest loser for you, for you this evening? The biggest winner, and he's going to be the biggest winner every single night if he keeps playing like this, is Jason Robertson. He's a maniac. He's the best player in the NHL right now. In, that's insane. I did not see that coming whatsoever. You'll remember two seasons ago, I was calling Ropa Hints to be that guy just because of the skill that he had. Jason Robertson doesn't have the skill that Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid and Nathan McKinnon have. But what he does have is just execution. He is perfect at execution. And I heard this on, I think I think it was on a podcast, but Robertson is just efficient. Everything he does is just so efficient. His shot is short and on target and always has heat on it. And he's always in the perfect place at the perfect time. He makes the perfect touch passes. Efficiency is just the perfect word, in my opinion, to describe Jason Robertson and how he scores goals because they're not flashy. They're efficient. That's a very good way to put it. Who is your biggest loser for tonight? Biggest loser? I'm going to give it to Jay Gottinger. I tried to defend him a little bit last night. I thought he had some. James is not here. So I, I how dare you? Well, how I had to take it. You? I had to take it so that you didn't do it. So that way James would be less <laughs> upset. Uh, he's still but Ottinger be allows five goals on 23 shots. Ugh. It it doesn't matter how good the shots are. I don't think it, I don't think many of these were were great. Even he, he needs to make a big save at some point. We really need. That's what he's here for. He's here to be a guy that's going to be the reason we win and not just the reason we don't lose. So we need we need more from him. He knows that too. He's going to say the exact same thing. I love Otter. He's our number one goalie. No doubt in our mind. He's going to get better. He's just kind of going through a slump right now. And, and I, I'm he's coming still off an injury. You. So he, he, exactly, that's exactly what I was about. I bet you that he's still trying to nurse an injury and he's still trying to get over it. And that's still nagging him a little bit. And he's trying to play through it right now because Wedgwood is probably kind of still a little bit hurt as well, I would imagine. It, and with so, how much Otter picks us up whenever we're sucking, it's time for us to to pay it back. I mean, we need to give something back to Otter, and we, we should do that the next week here until Otter gets his feet back under him. All right, perfect segue into this. And the fact that I believe our offensive players have done that for us. All right, all of our Absolutely. offensive players, especially the last two games, have done that for us. They've bailed our goaltender out, when, and he's bailed us out so much. And if you want to go back to... Calgary and say that that series against Calgary, uh, he deserves like 20 games being bailed out based off of the series he played in that. But since you called out Jay Cottinger and that was going to be part of my biggest loser tonight, I'll give it to the entire decor minus Miro, the entire decor. And I'll, I'll take us out of that. So the bottom four, the bottom four is what I'll call them because all four of them were extremely rough tonight. All four of them. They had now. I know I mentioned Lundqvist had a good couple of plays, but he did have a play where he did not 
he turned the puck over. And then Suter and Hockenbaugh. Suter and Hockenbaugh. Somebody, like, at one point I said, just sit sit down, Ryan Suter. Sit your butt down and don't get off the bench. I mean, it was that bad. So they're my biggest losers tonight. My biggest winner, I got to give it to Jason Robertson. And yeah. just because since you did that. We don't that, even care about duplicates anymore. Right. <laughs> Well, since since you already said him, I'll give one to a honorable mention to Ty DeLandria as well. Because with the play that he had tonight, he led to several power plays for the Stars. And the guy just continues to be a workhorse. I mean, he, I don't know what happened last year at the AHL level, but he looks so much better. For sure. So I'm not hearing any calls on the phone line, so I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here tonight. Chris, is there anything else that we need to mention before we close up tonight? We should have had a back-to-back against Colorado, who would also be on a back-to-back. But because of a water break in Bridgestone Arena, there's a lot of memes to be made there. We get to play a fully-rested Colorado team tomorrow night on a back-to-back. Oof. We're going to need Otter. (laughs) It won't be Otter. Wedgwood. Oh, right. We're going to need Wedgwood. He's He's already been confirmed as the starter for tomorrow. Well, yeah, for sure. And if I had to bet money on it, we're going to see Joel Hanley in the game tomorrow. He was probably already going to be in the game anyways. So we might see Suter scratched. If I really want to make a point, I might even call somebody up from the Texas stars and and scratch Suter and Hawk and Paw and say, y'all sit down and watch. You don't have enough roster spots to do that, but yes, I know. But (laughs) if I I was Pete DeBoer, that would be in the back of my mind right now to consider doing that, to kind of send them both a message. Because they yeah. both sucked it up yesterday. Some kind of message needs to be sent. So, okay, I think that's gonna do it. Um, thank you guys for listening. There will be a blog post about Hawk and Paw and Suter because I'm hacked off about that. <laughs> Still <laughs> so upset. Expect, expect that on the on the Starcastic Marks website later, t- uh, later tonight or maybe even tomorrow. So, along with Chris, my name is Ryan. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. We appreciate DraftKings Sportsbook for being our sponsor. Go and use that promo code THPN. And we love you guys. We appreciate all of the support that we're getting. And we will see you guys later. And we hope you guys have a good afternoon, evening, morning, whenever you guys are listening. See you guys later.